Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday morning. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK. Uh, my name is Gary Smith, and I will be your your uh, your tour guide for today as we as we launch into another subject in the area of uh, of personal development. So it's great to have you along on this uh, this chilly Saturday morning with snow uh, more snow in the forecast. Uh, so we're going to have a great time today anyway. We're here in the studio where at least it's nice and warm and we don't have to worry about the, uh, the snow flurries. Hope you guys are, are hunkered down and enjoying the weekend as well. Uh, thanks to Zach Hutchinson, my producer, for being here this morning. Uh, you know, Zach, uh, Zach came right from, uh, from his other job uh, at WTIC and popped in this morning to, uh, to be with me. So I appreciate his dedication to helping us get this show on the air every day. And uh, you know, speaking of snow, I was sharing with Zach a little bit earlier that uh, we've got. Uh, I live on a dead end street, and we have a pile of snow, probably about ten feet high, uh, right at the end of our street. And it's at a point now where if we get too much more snow, they're not going to know what to uh, what to do with it. As a matter of fact, I was talking with uh, with one of my daughters this morning before I left to come up uh, to do the show. Uh, she lives up in the Boston area, and she was saying that they have, uh, I guess they have areas outside the city where they uh, where they take the snow as they excavate it from the streets. And she said the, the areas that they have designated for that are now full. They're trucking stuff uh, to other locations, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with all the snow because with the amount of snow that they have, they've lost lanes of traffic, uh, you know, lanes of roads in downtown Boston. And so the traffic gets, uh, gets really, really snarled, and uh, the T hasn't been running well. So uh, the impact of good old winter, and, and you would think, I mean, I've spent most of my life here in New England, so you'd think I'd be used to it now, but I'm honestly ready to look for, for warmer climates. So maybe some of you uh, identify with that. Anyway, today we have a great show, and uh, you know, and you know, it's interesting. A few weeks ago, we had uh, Steve Gamlin on. He's a friend of mine from up in New Hampshire, and we were talking about networking and communications. And today is a really, really good example of the power of networking because today our special guest is Karen Hines. And Karen is the, the CEO of a company called The Power of Distinction. 
and we're going to get into that with her in uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, but it's really, really interesting how networking works because uh, many of you will remember a show that I did a number of months ago where I had Colleen Ferrari on. Colleen is the head of an organization here in Connecticut called uh, was originally called Small Business Connecticut. It's now called Small Business USA. And Colleen uh, and I had gotten to know each other. We met on a LinkedIn business group, and we shared some ideas and started doing a little bit of work together. And then Colleen introduced me uh, to a name that many of you will recognize, Allison Demers. Uh, you may recognize that name from the years that she spent, uh, I think about 18 years uh, uh, with Light 100.5, uh, doing, uh, doing a morning show there and a variety of other activities. And then uh, it was through Allison that I met Karen. And so that's the power of networking, to be able to, to reach out and get to know really, really high-quality people. And, and you're going to find that today, that, uh, that Karen is just an amazing woman. Uh, she's very, very articulate. She's very focused on what she does. She's very, very good at what she does. And that's why I wanted to uh, have her on the show and share her with you uh, as our listening audience today. But kind of to set the stage for our discussion with Karen, I want to talk a little bit about your career. And it really doesn't matter where you are in your career. You can just be uh, starting out. Maybe you've just graduated from college. You've just gotten your first job. You've been working for a few months. Or maybe you're someone who's in the middle of, of your career. And you're, you're thinking about what's the next steps? You know, uh, how, do I, how do I get from where I am to where I want to be? How do I keep my career growing? How do I keep uh, my, my income increasing so that I can provide for my family and plan for retirement and things like that? And maybe you're a little bit further on in your career. Maybe you're already uh, a senior leader in an organization and you've been doing it for a number of years and you're kind of sitting back and saying, hey, what, what's next? Uh, is that all there is? Uh, there's got to be more to, you know, to life and more, more to my career. If you identify with any of those things, you're going to really, really enjoy uh, today's show uh, because Karen and I are going to be talking about how to make sure that your career goals stay on track. And, uh, and she's got a number of points that we're going to talk through that I think are just really, really powerful. So with that, let's jump in and, uh, and start our interview with Karen Hines from The Power of Distinction. Today's guest is Karen Hines. Yeah, Karen is the CEO of The Power of Distinction. And in that capacity, she works with organizations to develop forward-thinking, competent, emerging leaders who inspire their people and positively impact society. Karen also hosts an annual Women's Empowerment Conference in the Caribbean uh, on the island of St. Vincent and the Grenadines every April. And I, I'm not a woman, Karen, but I'll tell you what, I'd love to be able to, uh, to be there to participate in something like that. Um, the way you can connect with Karen, and I'll ask her to talk about this a little bit later toward the end of the show, but uh, she has two websites. The first is thepowerofdistinction.com, or you can also connect with her at karenhines.com, and that's K-A-R-E-N-H-I-N-D-S.com. So with that said, Karen, welcome to The Gary Smith Show. Uh, thank you so much for taking time and uh, making time in your schedule to talk with me today. Well, Gary, thank you for having me. And before we start, I'll make you an honorary woman, and you can come down to the Caribbean with us and have some fun. How about that? Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know if my wife will like that or not, but I'm in. 
<laughs> Bring her too. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, it would make a great thing to come down for uh, come down for the conference and then kick back and relax and enjoy some of the wonderful weather down there. Yeah, we can send you fishing too. It's great fishing down there. Oh, that's the, I'm I'm definitely in now. I love to fish. So. Okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, about career goals, and I think I couldn't think of a more timely subject to talk about from a couple of perspectives. One is everything that's going on in the economy and the whole mishmash of you know is business really getting better? Uh, what's the real unemployment rate in the country and those sorts of things? And also because it seems like starting the new year, people are starting fresh and they're looking and saying, okay, what are the next steps for my career and, you know, and, and those sorts of things. So today we're going to be talking about uh, making sure that your career goals stay on track. And I think that's a really vital subject for us to talk to. And Karen, as you and I have been exchanging emails, we came up with four key areas that we'd like to talk about. So what I'm going to do is just kind of throw them out there one at a time and let you talk about them a bit. And inform, and inform our audience, and then maybe I'll ask some follow-up questions just to clarify a little bit. But the, the first area is making sure that your timing is right. And as I was thinking about that, uh, just before I, uh, I placed the phone call to you, Karen, I was thinking, well, what kind of timing are we talking about? Because one could be timing from the standpoint of, do I have the, the requisite experience and have I been around long enough to really be qualified for that next step in my career? Or part of it could be, you know, gee, is there a real need within the framework of the business for me to be able to take that next step? And, and is the company financially in a position where they can afford to do that? So I, I can think of timing in terms of so many things. So maybe you can start out by just specifically talking about what kind of timing are you addressing here and why is it so important? Well, you know what, Gary? It's all of what you just mentioned, and I'd like to add personal life timing. And let me explain what I mean. So the first part you mentioned was a piece on skills. I think a lot of individuals, when they're thinking about going for a promotion or changing careers or whatever career goals they've set for themselves, it's wonderful to have a goal. It's important to make sure that you're actually prepared. So while you may want to move into the corner office uh, next week, do you have those skills? Have you taken the time to develop those skills uh, in the last couple of years and months and, and days or whatever it takes to develop whatever it is you need? So yes, let's go with that one. But it's also looking at what's happening with the business because you might want to move on to a promotion but the business is having a downturn or they're, they're, moving, they're making around some changes of some sort. But it's also your own personal timing. I know lots of people who are not paying attention to their own personal life timing. And by that, if you have a young family, you need to figure out, is this a time when I should go for a career that will have me moving across the country, um, upsetting uh, my entire family lifestyle? If you have young children, you want to make sure you have a support networking place. So all of that needs to be taken into consideration. Or um, it could be that this is a time in your life when you need to just take care of some own personal issues. So there are lots of different pieces that come into play when we talk about the right time. And it's looking at all of them to determine, is this the best time to move? So it's more, is this the best time? Do I have all my ducks in a row? And how should I move forward? 
You know, I think that's very important. And as you were talking, I thought of a personal situation for myself where I went through that uh, earlier on in my career uh, before I was actually out on my own and, and being self-employed. Um, I, I went through a, a situation where I left the job and I was in between jobs and I got an offer, a very attractive offer to uh, move and relocate my family down to uh, the Dallas, Texas area to work for a medical company down there to be the general manager of a business. And it was a, from my perspective, if I had been by myself and had not had responsibility for a family, it would have been an ideal job for me. I would have jumped on it. I would have gone. And it was really interesting because I got the job offer the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and they wanted an answer the following Monday. And wow. we sat down and talked about it as a family and everybody was on board with going. Uh, they, I won't say that my wife and my daughters were really happy about it, but they, <laughs> you know, but they said, hey, you know, if this is something that you want to do we're behind you we'll support you and i will be ever thankful to god for that that i have that kind of support system in my family but the following monday everybody got up and went off to work and went off to school and they assumed that when they came back that dad was going to have accepted the job and i i sat and i thought about it and i prayed a lot about it over the course of the weekend and when they got home they said so when are we moving to texas and i said well guys we aren't Ah, and they said, why, why not? And I said, well, yes. you know, at, at the time, you know, I, I remember a commitment that my wife and I made to each other when we moved into the town that we live in now. Uh, we were moving in just as my oldest daughter was going into kindergarten. And we said, you know what, we're going to put our roots down here and we're going to stay here until the kids graduate from high school, at least, because we want them to have the consistency of the education yes. within one system. But then on top of that, I realized that my oldest daughter was going to be the valedictorian of her high school class. And I thought to myself, how selfish of me to rip her, to rip that opportunity away from her and not give her the opportunity to, you know, to celebrate that milestone in her life. And so I said, guys, I, I can't just can't do it. Yeah. Um, so, so that speaks to the, you know, to the timing. Um, one question I do have for you is that between the different generations, do you, do you think that the, you know, that the timing is more or less critical? Because the thing I'm thinking about, uh, several weeks ago, I had a, a woman named Loran Starr on my uh, on the radio program here. And one of the things that she was talking about was the millennial generation and yeah. how and how the millennial generation comes into businesses with much higher expectations of moving up. And she said that so much of the time they feel that they're ready, but they really aren't. That That is true. We, we do a lot of work with millennials as well. And they, yes, some of them have a tendency, and I was just meeting with another individual this morning, and she was describing, you know, her, her son works for an organization in the city, and he's been there now for about six months, and now he's ready to, when's my next promotion? Well, you just got there. <laughs> so there is a different expectation for that object, of that generation. I think it does matter, because we coached a young man recently, and for him, the timing was important for him because even though he was making a fast promotion, he made a decision not to accept a promotion because of the timing for his own personal career. And he has no family. He has no obligations and responsibilities but to himself. But he thought the lifestyle that career required was not for him, even though he'd be making 
over $200,000 and have, you know, so much at his disposal. He thought it was not the right time for him and what he wanted to do for his life. So it does apply to them as well. A little bit differently, but for them, I think they may also need to temper a little bit um, and for organizations at the same time to look and see how they can uh, use that eagerness to their advantage. Ah, that's a real that's a real key point because if you can uh, if the timing isn't right and you can take somehow and and focus that energy and say yes. you know what I'm going to create more value in the organization and I'm going to convince this company that they absolutely have to move me up that they can't live without me mm-hmm. uh, and you start doing that you really do put yourself in a position where you can add tremendous value to the organization exactly exactly so it's not all a bad thing it's not all a bad thing. Uh, excellent, excellent. Well, we're talking with Karen Hines uh, on the on the subject of how to keep your career goals on track, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Divine Intervention, the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Sundays at four p.m. on WSDK. Have you ever dreamed of achieving true greatness in your life? What does achieving greatness mean to you? No matter how you define it, greatness is always achieved intentionally, never accidentally. Hello, I'm business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author Gary Smith. One of the key attributes of achieving true personal greatness is the constant pursuit of knowledge. I wrote the book, Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed, to help give you the personal and business development tools you need to help put your life and your business on the road to success. It's chock full of ideas that you can put to work to produce immediate results in all areas of your life. Don't settle for being average. Go to Optex.com and get your copy of Achieving Unusual Greatness today. An area of snow gradually moving into the Connecticut Valley this afternoon. Be hanging around over the next couple of days with some ocean enhancement by tomorrow night and Monday that could bring a substantial amount by late Monday. Upper 20s this afternoon, low 20s tonight, near 30 tomorrow in the upper 20s Monday. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. This is Life Changing Radio, WSDK. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show. Great to have you along today. Uh, was not encouraged by that forecast that I just heard. Uh, substantial amounts of snow by Monday. Uh, let's hope that maybe that's not uh, that's not the case. Anyway, welcome back. We've been talking with Karen Hines, and in our first segment, we were talking about. Uh, advancing your career and looking at timing and and timing is so critical uh, timing from the standpoint of you know do you really have the skill set uh, to take the next step in the business and and it really involves some I think some gut level honesty uh, with yourself and and really looking at things from the viewpoint of you know what are the gaps that need to be filled and how do I need to go about filling them and and also reaching out to those around you and uh, and learning and and figuring out how to fill those gaps and then we talked about the needs of the business i mean you may you may have all the skill sets and you may be ready to leap forward to the next position but if the business doesn't have that need 
What do you do in the meantime, and how do you create more value for yourself in the organization? How do you spread out? Maybe instead of moving vertically, moving horizontally. Uh, you know, I've done that several times in my career, where I've gone from engineering to operations to quality uh, to things like that. You know, and made lateral moves in order to deepen my experience, so that ultimately, when I move up, I have a broader view of what's going on in the business. So you can think about things like that. And we also talked about personal lifetiming which is really, really critical. And that is how do you go about addressing things from the standpoint of, yes, I may move up, but what are the requirements if I move up to that next position in the organization? Does it involve things like a relocation? Is it going to involve more hours at work? Is it going to involve me going back to school and getting more education? And how does that fit into the structure of my personal life as far as my family, being able to spend time with my wife and my children? And, and what does it mean for the long term? So we have to look both short term and long term. So that's kind of the summation of what we talked about in the first segment. And we're going to jump back in now and continue our conversation. We've got three other major points we want to talk about. So let's jump back in and talk some more with Karen Hines. Okay, we're back with Karen Hines. And our subject today is keeping your career goals on track. And we, in our first segment, talked about making sure the timing is right from a number of different perspectives. Uh, one, that you have the requisite skills to make the next move in your career, that that's appropriate. Two, that it's the right time personally for you. Uh, and then also factoring in the needs of the business and where the business is in the economy, how they're being, being impacted financially and whether it's appropriate for you to be even asking at this particular point in time to move forward or whether it's a matter of, you know what, I just have to hunker down and keep focusing on adding value and, and the next step will come sooner rather than later, but maybe I need to wait a little while. So that was a really, really great point. The second point we wanted to talk about, Karen, is keys for building a solid support system. So what do you, what do you mean by that? And what kind of support systems are available for us out there? Well, I think if anyone has aspirations to do anything in life, it doesn't even matter if it's just putting a small community together, you need people who are part of your support system. And by that I mean, number one, you need people who will show that you can cry on. These are the ones closest to you, your circle that uh, knows you very personally. And when things don't go well, these are the individuals you turn to to just have a big old cry. Then you need people who are professional supporters. These are the mentors that you have in your professional life that will help direct you and guide you and help you move along the way. Because no matter how smart you are, you're not able to move up quickly if you don't have other people supporting you. But I'm also talking about advocates. So the mentors will be right there close to you in the trenches, helping you develop skills or giving you guidance. But you need advocates or sponsors who their job primarily is to help you open doors to places you wouldn't ordinarily have access to. And I think a lot of, not just young professionals, but seasoned professionals, a lot of us in general overlook the need to have a solid uh, circle of influence, people who have different roles in our life that can help move us along our career ladder. And they're the ones who you can express your goals and aspirations to, and then they're going to say, okay, let me see who I know who can help you. It's like having your own mastermind group. And if you talk to any successful person, whether they're from you know, 2015 or they're from 1900, they'll talk about the importance of having this support system or mastermind system 
because none of us are smart by ourselves. We need to have the collective intelligence of those around us to help push us along and help guide us towards our goals. Wow, that is so powerful and so true, having that advocate system. And it's interesting because I've talked to a number of people that I have uh, have coached over the years. And uh, you know, some of them are business owners, but some of them are, are employees of other companies. And in talking with them, one of the questions I asked them is, you know, well, have you ever taken advantage of going out and attending networking events? And most of the time, the response I get is, well, no, I don't do that because I'm already employed. I have a job. Why would I want to do that. And I, and, and I say strictly from the viewpoint of getting out there and meeting other people and having the ability to start building relationships, because you never know where that's going to go. You never know where you, when you may tap into the owner of a company who looks at you and says, you know what, you're just the kind of person I need in my business, or I'm connected with somebody who may need you, and you may be able to leapfrog and take a couple of steps forward in your career just by being connected to the right people. Yes, that is so true. And I think what happens, with, especially those who work in companies, they get so tunnel-driven, they get so tunnel-focused um, that they forget the importance of reaching out, especially beyond their company. So they're only focused on, I'm doing my job, I'm getting things done, and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it's just important to have your tentacles in a number of different areas, with a number of different people across industry who can really help you push yourself along. Yeah, and I think that's not only good from the standpoint of having the connection and having the exposure, but it's amazing to me when uh, when you kind of cross-pollinate yourself with people in other industries, when you're talking to them and you say, you know what, I have a particular problem at work that I'm trying to solve that could be a big win for me and the company, and I'm just not sure about what I should do or how I should handle it. Many of the, my, my experience has shown that many of the times when I'm dealing with people in other industries who look at my business differently, they'll say, well, I had that problem before in my company, and this is what I did. And it's like, duh, you know, it's, yeah, right, it's, exactly. right, it's, it's right in front of me. And, and I'm so, as you're saying, I'm so tunnel vision that I can't see it. Yes. Or, we, or some people get very scared. They think, oh, well, nobody's going to help me. Or nobody wants to help me. Or they're too busy. And my answer to that is just ask. Go ahead, open your mouth, and just ask. Because you don't know who will say yes. Well, not only that, but if you go to things with the right attitude, I found that if I go into the situation, rather than coming to you and saying, Karen, I need your help, when I start building the relationship with you, it becomes more of a, it's not about me, it's how can I help you? What is it that yes. I can do to help you? And then, yes. and then through that relationship, you know, it's, it's almost earning the right then to come back at some point in the future and say, hey, Karen, can you give me a hand with this? Can you give me your opinion? And because I've, even if I haven't done anything for you, just by virtue of the fact that I've offered to help, you're willing to help yes. me. Exactly. I so agree with that. And that's what a lot of people do not do because, again, they're, they're, they're stuck in their own world. They're, they're so caught up in what they're doing and they're afraid to step out and 
a lot of times I say, I like to learn from other people's mistakes. There's no reason for me to pay the same price somebody else paid, you know, five years ago. You pay the price, I learn from your mistakes. So somebody else can learn from mine. No need to make the same mistake twice. Oh, that's absolutely true. In fact, that's one of the lessons my wife and I taught our girls as they were growing up is, you know, please, please, please learn from the mistakes that we've made. Don't make the same mistakes. Go out and make your own unique set of mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) And and if they listen, I'm sure they won't make too many because I'm sure we've made so many mistakes. So just avoid the pain. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the other thing is it's so much of the time. And I know this is a little bit off topic, but when we're, you know, when we're trying to make make the next step or make decisions about, you know, what we're doing in our career and we're trying to build that support system, you know, so much of the time we're, we're afraid uh, to step out and do something because we're afraid to fail or we're afraid to say, you know what, maybe there's a greater opportunity for me to prosper in another industry or with another company and we're afraid to try and do that. And I just tell people, you know what, just go out there and try. Overcome yeah. your fear, just get out there and do it. And if it doesn't work out, well, at least you tried. But don't exactly. don't don't worry about it. Don't let it overcome you. Don't let it paralyze you. Just take action and do something. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that idea. I think um, I, was, I had a quote up recently on my Twitter feed that I think it was a Wayne Gretzky that says, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you never took. So if you never open your mouth, you will never win because you didn't ask. So ask and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, the worst that's going to happen is somebody's going to say no. Exactly. And that like, you won't die if that happens. <laughs> right. Right. And that's, you know, and that's interesting. I have a friend who's a sales trainer and, uh, and one of the things that he says is that that's the thing that keeps people from being good salespeople is that mm-hmm. they'll get out, they'll build a relationship, they'll put the product out there or the service out there, but they won't ask for the business. You know? yeah. And he said, and he said, the motto that I live by is some will, some won't. So what next? Oh, I love that. Some will, some won't. So what next? I'm going to have to put that on my wall, Gary. Yeah, and it's just, but it's just the whole attitude of you just keep out there, keep going, keep doing the right kinds of things consistently. And, you know, it's kind of like the old philosophy. If you throw enough mud up against the wall, sooner or later, some of it's going to stick. Exactly. Um, But we need to be persistent in doing that. Well, we've talked about timing and and that the timing needs to be right. We've talked about we need that support system, especially the advocate system, uh, whereby through building relationships, whether it's inside or outside our companies. The next thing we want to talk about is creating and executing a solid plan. How do we go about doing that, Karen? How do we go about doing that? I think a lot of people need to just sit down, all of us, not a lot of people, but all of us need to sit down. When we have a goal, write it down. So let's start with what exactly do you want to accomplish? You'll be surprised how many people don't know what they want. They know they want to move up, but what does moving up really mean? So be very specific about what you want. Then the next step I'd like for each individual person to do is what are the steps to get there? So you write down, what do I need to do? So if you, promo- if you want to have a promotion, say, by uh, next year, okay, what do I need to do to get there? Do I need to take additional classes? Do I need particular uh, certification in something? Um, write down what are the qualifications or requirements that it takes to be in that position. I also want to write down the people you need to connect to because it's not just about the qualifications Who do you need to connect to? And then I want you to write down what are the obstacles you think you would face 
and how do you plan to address them? And you might wonder, what does that mean? No matter what you decide to do in life, you will have obstacles. So let's try and anticipate them. And if you can't anticipate them, that's okay. Still come up with a plan of when those obstacles come, what is your bounce back routine? What will you do? So I know for me, I may not be able to anticipate some of the obstacles I will have, but I know that when they happen, who to run to. Who do I talk to? Who's my trusted advisor? Where do I get information from to help me think through the problems? And that's what a lot of people don't do. They have the plan in place. They start executing. They meet a roadblock, and they get discouraged and stop. Well, that's just part of the journey. Get discouraged, get back on your horse, and keep moving. And if the plan doesn't work the first time, that's okay. Try something else. Adjust it. Make it movable so you're not just stuck in one plan, and if part doesn't work, you feel like you're a failure. Yeah, I think think there are a couple of great things that we can extract from that. And the first is that the plan has to be dynamic. It can't be static because it, it, sure it, you know, once we get into things and we start doing stuff, we're going to find out that some of the stuff that we that we were planning on doing is no good. It's not going to work. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, and, and that's okay. That's fine. You just refocus yourself. And the the example that I've used a lot of times in setting a goal is that you you set a goal, and I agree with you a hundred percent that you have to be very very specific in the setting of your goal. And the more specific you can be, the better it is. And then you start breaking it down into its component parts and you start taking action. But then I believe that we have to monitor the things that we're doing and constantly asking ourselves the question, are the actions that I'm taking, taking me closer to or further away from my goal? And, exactly. and if they if they're taking me closer to my goal, then keep doing the same things. If they're taking me further away, then I need to make take some corrective action and say, OK, this isn't working. What am I going to do next? And you kind of get into that you know, continuous loop of trial and error until, you know, until you find something that works or you go back to that support system and say, you know, Karen, I'm struggling with something. I'm trying. I've tried this. I've tried this. I've tried this. And it's not working. What do you think? What would you do? And you may just come out and say, well, how about this? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it could be an easy fix, just a little tweak, because we get so caught up thinking, it's not working, it's not working. And somebody with fresh eyes and enthusiasm for what you're doing can look at it and say, all you have to do is try this small piece, this adjustment, and that could be the thing that clicks it into place and gets you really where you need to be. Absolutely. And, uh, and what you were talking about in the whole evaluation process is, is what I've used in business. It's called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, where you yes. look at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And you, and you need to be really gut level honest with yourself in, you know, in saying, here's the strengths that I bring to the table. Here's the weaknesses, which is, you know, what are the gaps between where I am and where I need to be? And how am I going to fill those gaps? You know, what are the opportunities that are that are in front of me? And what are the things that are going to keep me from doing a good job? What are the threats that that I'm going to be potentially faced with? Yes, definitely. And, and, and just get out there and start it. Just get out there and start working on it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're visiting with Karen Hines and we're talking about keeping your career goals on track. We're going to take another quick break and we will be right back. If you're concerned about the economy, wondering about buying a house, trying to set aside enough to help your kids through college and want to be generous to God, well, maybe we can help you with that. 
Hi, I'm Steve Moore along with Howard Dayton, and each day we're here to bring you God's wisdom and timeless financial principles. But the best part is that we get to talk directly with you. So I sure hope you'll set aside some time each day to join us right here on MoneyWise. Monday through Friday afternoon at 3.30 on AM 1550. Are you happy with where you are in life? Do you have a dream of becoming and achieving so much more? Hi, my name is Gary Smith. I'm a business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author of a book called The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life. If you're serious about taking your life to the next level, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially, then you need to read this book. Wrapped around the story of David and Goliath, The Shepherd and the Princess presents a powerful set of logical strategies designed to help you create the life you deserve. As you turn the pages, you'll receive step-by-step instructions that will help you define and clarify your purpose in life. You'll then be driven to create and implement plans for achieving your most precious dreams. Visit Optex.com and get your copy of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, today. A prolonged period of light to moderate snow across the Connecticut Valley, thanks to a system coming in from the west. Upper 20s this afternoon, low 20s tonight. Near 30 tomorrow, snow becomes more likely tomorrow night into Monday thanks to some ocean enhancement. Near 20 tomorrow night, upper 20s Monday. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Hi, I'm Pastor Matt Samuelson from Glastonbury Community Church. Thanks for listening to 1550 AM WSDK Life Changing Radio. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on WSDK 1550 AM. Uh, Great to have you guys along. Hope you're enjoying the richness that uh, that Karen Hines is sharing with us as far as uh, as far as moving your career forward. And thus far, we've talked about uh, three of the four points that we wanted to touch on, and that is you know the whole issue of timing, uh, whether it's from uh, from the viewpoint of your skill set, the needs of the business, or your own personal life situation, and what's appropriate for you. We talked about keys for building a solid support system and developing mentors and advocates, and getting beyond the business that you're in and the industry that you're in, getting out there, getting uh, to know, and building relationships with other people who may be able to help and guide you and. Be become advocates for you. And then we talked about creating and executing a solid plan. Uh, and that becomes very, very critical. And part of that that I want to highlight for just a minute here is the whole gap analysis thing, because I think that gaps in our lives occur in one of two areas. The first area is what we've kind of been focused on here. And that is, what is the gap between the, the skill sets and the knowledge that I have now and the skill sets and the knowledge that I need to have in order to be able to take that next level, whether it's moving into a, a, another department, just moving vertically up the organization, or whether it's moving into a completely different industry. If you can sit down and identify what those gaps are and then develop a plan as part of your part of your creating and executing that solid plan, if you can factor those things in so you know exactly what you need to do to, uh, to, to bridge those gaps, to fill the gaps so that you you have the skills that are going to be attractive to potential employers, that becomes very, very important. The second area of gaps, though, is something that I think that we don't pay a lot of attention to, and that is the gaps in who we are. You know, and it's the it's how do you become how do you move from the person you are to the person you really want to be? 
and and what kind of person do you need to be in order to be effective at what you do and are you looking in the personal development arena and spiritual things you know spiritual development are you factoring all of those things into your plan so that as you're acquiring the knowledge and as you're acquiring the experience and the skills that you need to move forward you're also focused on being a better 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 person so that when you finally arrive and you get that ideal position that you want, you're fully prepared for it because you have the knowledge, you have the experience, you have the skills, but you're a person, you're a leader who someone will follow. And that becomes really, really important. Well, we have one other topic that we want to talk about with Karen. So let's go back and let's hit our third and final segment with Karen Hines. Okay, we're back with our final segment with Karen Hines, uh, talking about keeping your career goals on track. And we've talked about three of the four areas so far. Uh, The first is making sure your timing is right, uh, both from a a personal standpoint and uh, a career standpoint and a company standpoint. We've talked about building a solid support system of people uh, who will give you advice, mentors, people who are who are close to you, uh, maybe some family or some very close friends that when you're frustrated about things, you have a shoulder to cry on and somebody that you can just kind of let the emotions out on. But also really, really key is getting out there and networking and getting outside yourself and your company and the business that you're part of and creating that advocate group of people who will advocate for you and and people through who you may gain introductions to other people. And then once we've done that, the third kind of building block is creating and executing a solid plan. Having that goal in mind, knowing exactly, being specific about the goal, developing a solid plan. So if you have a goal that's a a year from now, you know what you have to do today to step forward and and reach that goal. And then making that plan be dynamic so that you have flexibility to change things. And it really becomes a living, breathing organism, if you will, to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. And so with that in mind, we're going to go to our final topic. And that is understanding the investments and the rewards. And I think I may know something about that, Karen, but go ahead and tell us what what that is and what the significance of that is as, as we pursue our career goals. Sure. I think it's really important for individuals to think about when you're deciding to pursue a career goal of any kind, or even personal goal, there is uh, there, there will be different things you need to do, certain sacrifices. There's a cost for everything. So when you decide to do something, does it mean you're willing to spend extra time at night doing the reading so you can pass your class? Does it mean you plan to spend extra time networking so you can build your Rolodex or your your database of individuals who you know that you can rely on later on? What does it mean? Does it mean that you're going to cost you time away from your family? So think about what the investment really is. Is it an investment of time? Is it an investment of money? Is it an investment of um, just ideas? But there's always an investment, and you have to know what the investment is ahead of time. I think a lot of people start things, but not, they're not quite sure what it's going to actually uh, entail to get it done. So think about that before, because moving, taking a job that pays a lot of money might mean that you have to invest your time away from family and you also may have to, if you're starting a company for those who may, in your audience, who might be entrepreneurs, you might need to think about the capital investment needed to go in to actually make this goal become a reality. So always sit down and think about what is needed to make it happen and then are you willing to actually 
do those things that are required so you achieve that goal. But there's always something that's required of you. It's a give and take. You want a career goal that's at the other end of the spectrum where you have to give something in order to get it. I think that that is very, very sound advice. And, and as you're saying, things like, as an example, if I'm thinking about going back to school, maybe I'm going to go back and get a master's degree or an MBA or something like that. But it makes me, you know, look, it goes back, I think, and ties in somewhat to the first thing we talked about is, is the timing right? Because if I'm going to be going back to school and spending, you know, somewhere between two and three years to get a master's degree, and I'm going to go to school, you know, at least two or three nights a week, and I'm going to have homework to do and projects to work on on the weekend, but I have a couple of little toddlers running around the house. Is that really feasible you know what it's not just the price i'm paying but what price is my family paying for me to do that and is it worth it and you know are they buying into this whole thing yes because they might and for some families i know that weekend time is very sacred and you wouldn't take up your Saturday, so you miss your son's ball game. Or maybe you don't have family, and maybe it's sacrificing time with your friends on the weekend, and, but that's important time for you. Or you never know. So you always just think about what it, will it take for me to get what I need. Yeah, and I also think that that comes into uh, the exploration of every job opportunity or career advancement opportunity that you have. Um, when I was a very young engineer, uh, I worked for a company here in Connecticut, and the fellow I worked for, a really, really nice guy, but the fellow I worked for wound up leaving the company, and he moved uh, he moved to New Jersey and went to work for a cosmetics company in New Jersey. And about six months after he left the company, he called me up and he said, hey, I'd like you to come down. Um, he said, I'd actually like you to go to New York City and meet a friend of mine who's the, uh, he was the director uh, of technical operations for the international division of this company. He said, I think that you would fit in really well and, you know, and it would be a great career opportunity for you. And so yeah. I, I made the appointment. I went into the city. I met with the guy. And basically what he was saying is, is we need some technical people to travel Europe and Africa to our various filling and packaging operations there and provide technical support, whether it's resolving technical problems or installing new equipment or whatever the case may be. And, and the whole selling point of that job, as you said, Gary said, if you get out there and you get the international business experience, even if it's only for two or three years, he said, you can walk into any company anywhere in the world and pretty much demand whatever price you want and get it yeah. because of your experience. And mm -hmm. so I'm sitting back and I'm saying, okay, so what's, what's the flip side of this coin? And he, yes. said, <laughs> and, and he said, well, the flip side of the coin is that you're going to be out of the country three out of every four weeks. You're going to be traveling 75% oh. of the time. And the attitude toward the company from the company's perspective is, is that if you're home on a Saturday afternoon having a cookout or a birthday party for one of your kids or something like that, you know, and you get a phone call that says, we need you on the 730 flight to Paris tonight, you're going. Yeah. And I said, and I said, thank you very much, but that's not for me. I've got a six-month-old child at home. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not missing that segment of her life. Yes. I, I was in a wonderful job when I just graduated from college, and it was a sales position in a, a travel uh, company, and that was one of the requirements. And I loved it. It was a perfect time for me to do that. I had no responsibilities but myself. It was a requirement that you take a couple of trips a year with this company, uh, extended trips. 
and that encourage you to patch your vacation at the end of it. And it worked well because there were a number of us who were fresh out of college and we enjoyed it. So for us, it was the right timing. We weighed the, the investment. You know, we were young. We had no obligation to anyone but ourselves. So it was perfect. But I think as our lives change, things change and our priorities are different. And it's important to recognize those priorities and how, uh, where they fall in our lives and what we need to do to, to maintain those priorities in good standing. Oh, absolutely. There, there needs to be that balance, absolutely, in, in your life. And I think in addition to that, that we have to we have to be willing to pursue the real world. And fortunately, the fellow I was talking with about this particular position was very, very honest and very straightforward to me. And he said, Gary said, I'll tell you what, he said, I, I said, I, for the first six months that you're in this job, you're going to have a blast because you're going to be going to new cities and experiencing new cultures and eating out at new restaurants and all that sort of stuff. And you're just going to have a great time. And he said, you know what? After that, it is a gigando pain in the butt. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I said, really? And he said, listen, he said, let me explain to you something. He said, I, he was an English gentleman. He said, I, I grew up in the UK. He said, you know, I'm married. Uh, you know, my wife and I've been married for a number of years. But he said, when we first got married, I was in sales for this particular cosmetic company. And he said, I was traveling all over the place. And he said, my wife was a flight attendant. And she did the, uh, uh, the London to Hong Kong route. And so he wow. said, you know, so he said, we got together, he said, literally, he said, you know, we didn't have any children or anything, and we were young, but he said, literally, we got together, and we had a weekend together every six to eight weeks. Oh, wow. So, and he said, now, even with that, even having built our marriage on the foundation of, you know, being apart like that, he said, we move over here to the United States, and he said, I come into technical operations, and my wife, we have a couple of kids now, and my wife is home, and even with all of that background, when I get that call on Saturday afternoon saying, we need you on the 7.30 flight to London or the 7.30 flight to Paris, you know, she looks at me and she says, really? Not again. <laughs> well, you know, I did a gentleman who I spoke to a number of years ago, and he was in his 50s. He retired very early. He was living really well. He was able to fly back and forth. He was very well, financially well off. And in conversation with him, I was saying, oh, wow, you've done a really great job. You're able to retire early. He said, but I paid a price, and that price was three marriages. Oh, wow. And he said he was, if looking back now, he's very happy with where he is financially. But it, he sacrificed three marriages, and it was his fault because it all surrounded his employment and his drive to constantly keep pushing to get the next promotion and to make more money. And he made the money, and he was able to retire early. But now as a, an older gentleman, he's looking back and saying, I wish I hadn't paid that price. Right. Right. Well, I can certainly understand that. And that's where you really do have to count the cost and say, is the return on investment worth everything that I put into yeah. it? And unfortunately, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the areas that we make mistakes sometimes is not, uh, you know, we, we're good at looking backwards, but we're not so good at looking forward. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's important to sit down and plan and think about what are some of the obstacles that I can possibly encounter if I decide to take this, this step. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Karen, we're at the end of our time together. I so appreciate the, the experience and the wisdom that you brought to our listeners today. Uh, as we close our, our, our time together, can you just take a couple of minutes and just kind of tell people uh, once again who you are, how to connect with you, and, uh, and that sort of thing so that uh, our audience can reach out to you and, and uh, seek the wisdom and guidance that you have? Certainly. Um, my website is KarenHines.com, H-I-N-D-S.com, uh, or they can reach us at ThePowerOfDistinction.com. And if they're working for a company and they're looking for ways in which they can develop their employees, they develop young leaders, we're the company to call. So give us uh, log on to our website and connect with me that way. Or if you're looking for a speaker for your conference, we, I'm great at doing that as well. Well, Karen, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been a real pleasure talking with you, and I hope we can have you back on the show again. Would love to. Thank you very much, Gary. Okay, so that wraps up our time with uh, with Karen Hines today. Uh, I hope you guys were taking some really, really good notes, and I, I know that we repeated some things, and I'm going to repeat some more things before we sign off here today, uh, but I think it's really, really critical that we start locking some of these things into our minds and, and really, be, you know, really be willing to, to put them to work. So just in kind of a recap here. Uh, the first topic we talked about in relationship to uh, how to how to make your career goals stay on track is timing. Look at the timing as far as what your skill sets are and and do you have the appropriate skills to take that next step uh, in the business? What are the needs of the business? do do you know you may be perfectly prepared for that next step. But is the business ready for that? Does the business have a need for that? And then look at it from the standpoint of, you know, is it appropriate if the business doesn't have a need and it doesn't look like they're going to have a need for a while, is it appropriate for you to start looking for other pathways? Uh, you don't always have to move up in order to get ahead in the business. As I said, sometimes moving sideways and getting experience in other areas is important and gives you the ability to take another pathway up. Or maybe it's appropriate for you to look, uh, look at another company, look at another opportunity. And then where does all of this fit into your personal life timing? You know, do you have a young family at home who's depending on you to be at home and, and are your career advancements going to be in line with that? Have you talked about it with your husband, your wife, your children, um, you know, and gotten their buy-in to the things that, that need to happen? Then we talked about members uh, or mentors and advocates, about getting outside of your business. I mean, there can be mentors and advocates within your company, but they just as easily can be outside of your company. Uh, can you get out there and through networking events and other things, uh, other organizations, can you learn, uh, make contacts with and build relationships with other people uh, and, and use that as a foundation for broadening your knowledge, broadening your base of connections to be able to, to uh, enhance your career. And then having a written plan, you know, being very, very specific about writing down what it is that you want to accomplish, and then, uh, and then breaking that down into the steps. You know, if you have a goal that's a couple of years out from now, learning how to break it down and saying, what do I need to do? And if it's two years out, what do I need to do in a year? What do I need to accomplish in six months? What do I need to accomplish this month? What do I need to accomplish today? And then working at that and, and getting into that continuous loop of taking action, evaluating how your actions are affecting the progress towards your goals, making the necessary adjustments, and just continuing to do that. And then finally, understanding the investments and the rewards. Those are very, very critical things. You know, how much of a price are you going to pay 
in doing this, not only from the standpoint of investing your own time and maybe investing money in education and those sorts of things, but what price are you going to pay in the relationships with those you love? What, you know, what, what's the impact going to be there? Because the worst thing that you can do is get to the end of your career, as Karen was saying with this one particular gentleman, you know, to get to the end of your career and say, yeah, I'm going to have a great retirement being, you know, from the perspective that I'm financially secure and I don't have to worry about the bills being paid and things like that, but I'm going to be alone in doing it. You don't want to do that. So always do that. Thanks again to Karen Hines. Uh, for being with us today. You can connect with her at thepowerofdistinction.com or at karenhines.com. Please, she's, uh, she's local here in Connecticut. Reach out to her, folks. Make a connection there. Let her help you uh, move your career to the next level. And if there's anything that I can do, you can always contact me. Uh, go to my website at optex.com. Uh, or send uh, send questions to me at questions at optex.com. Even if we're not on the air, if it's not a Saturday morning, I'll still answer your questions. I'll still get back to you. So thank you again for being with us. Uh, this puts a bow on another Gary Smith program. We'll look forward to seeing you next Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Until then, God bless. Have a wonderful week. Live your life on purpose. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.